الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومطاعنا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان عده الشهور عند الله 12 شهرا في كتاب الله يوم خلق السماوات والارض منها اربعه حرم ذلك الدين القيم فلا تظلموا فيهن انفسكم وقاتلوا المشركين كما يقاتلونكم كافه واعلموا ان الله مع المتقين صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ان اهون اهل النار عذابا لرجل يوضع في اخمصي قدميه جمرتان يغلي منهما دماغه ما يرى ان احدا اشد منه عذابا وانه لاهونهم عذابا كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected ulama ikram elders beloved brothers in islam many of us are engaged in business and we are well aware that there are certain periods in the calendar that we tend to attach more importance and significance to over other periods the terminology normally used in adverts etc is season we say the season is coming and obviously when the season is coming when a period of heightened importance is coming then coupled with that the intelligent and the astute businessman doesn't wait for that season to start but his preparation is long in advance his advertising his filling up of his shelf is ensuring that he has all his goods the one who is astute the one who is intelligent long in advance he prepares Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many instances in the Quran and we find in the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that insan or this human beings association with deen and with spiritual aspects we find there are parallels that are drawn on the one side between commercial enterprise and with the effort of deen also a classical example of this يا ايها الذين امنوا هل ادلكم على تجاره تنجيكم من عذاب اليم الله تعالى says oh people of iman should i not show you a business should i not show you a business the word quran uses is tijara which means commercial enterprise business but what is the effect of this business this won't increase your bank balance or afford you material wealth but there is a far superior gain to this business which quran is talking about allah says tunjikum min adabin alim it will save you from a terrible punishment 
تؤمنون بالله ورسوله وتجاهدون في سبيل الله بأموالكم وأنفسكم believe in Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and strive in the way of Allah with your wealth and your lives so Quran has drawn a parallel drawn a parallel between, between commercial enterprise and the effort of deen striving in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with one's life, with one's wealth Allah Ta'ala has equated it with tijarat and business so in the business commercial world we have seasons exactly like that my respected brothers we have entered into a season ulama ikram say rajab is miftahul khairi wal baraka this month of rajab is the key is the key to the period of khair of goodness it is the key to the period of barakat and blessings clearly signified by the dua which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made on the onset of the month of Rajab. What was the dua that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made? We have heard it. We hear it quite often also. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Shaban wa balighna Ramadan. Our Nabi two months in advance, like I said the astute businessman starts preparing well in advance. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam two months in advance is apprising his ummah of the importance of a period that is coming so that not one second is wasted so that you start preparing in advance Abu Bakr Warraq Rahimahullah Imam Alama Ahmad bin Hanbal Alama Ibn Rajab Hanbali Rahimahullah in his kitab he mentions the saying of Abu Bakr Warraq Rahimahullah he said Mathalu Shaaban مثل شعبان مثل الريح مثل رجب مثل الريح he said the example of the month of رجب is like the wind starting to blow ومثل شعبان مثل الغيم when the wind blows what happens the rain clouds start gathering so he says the example of the month of شعبان is the example of the rain clouds that have gathered and obviously مثل رمضان مثل المطر and Ramadan finally dawns, he says the example of Ramadan is the example of the rain waters falling. First the wind, then the rain clouds and then finally the rain starts falling. What rain? The rain of Allah's mercy, the rain of barakah, the rain of blessings, the rain of forgiveness, the rain of itminanar, protection, emancipation from the fire of Jahannam. Another saying of Abu Bakr Warraq, Rahimahullah, he says, Mathalu Rajab, he says the example of the month of Rajab is like the example when the farmer first plants the seeds. After the farmer plants the seeds, what does he do? Does he sit back? No. He says the example of the month of Shaban is when a person starts watering those seeds. He starts tending to his crops. وَمَثَلُ رَمَضَانِ مَثَلُ حَصَادِ And finally, if a person plants the seeds, then he waters those seeds through the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What happens? The crops start growing. Then the period of cultivation of that crops come. In other words, reap the benefit of the effort which you already made. He says that is the example of the month of Ramadan. We don't wait for the hilal of Ramadan to be cited. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that dua, Allahumma barik lana 
fi rajab wa shaaban wa ballighna ramadan he said oh allah bless us give us baraka give us blessings in the months of rajab and shaaban wa ballighna ramadan and oh allah cause us to remain alive to experience the month of ramadan look to the left look to the right how many of our brothers how many of our relatives how many of our friends last year were with us in ramadan maybe we had a special spot last year obviously the situation was a little bit different because of lockdown etc but there will be those milestones there will be those recollections of certain intimate associations that we had with individuals certain distinct unions and gatherings we used to have in the past those same people are not with us anymore this is a stark reminder for us this is a wake up call for us do not take the seasons of allah for granted rajab the verse of the quran which i recited in the beginning allah taala tells us in the quran minha arbaatun hurum in the islamic calendar there are four months that we have elevated above the other months there are four months that the quran refers to as shahru haram as sacred months the sacredity of these months was even acknowledged by the nations of the past in the days of jahiliya in the days of ignorance the mushrikeen the idolaters of makka of the arab world they also acknowledged that these four months were special they were arbaatun hurum there were four months that were sacred zulqada zulhijja muharram three consecutive months and the fourth month is the month of rajab different names this month is given rajab mudar is an example of one of the names that was given to this month ulama ikram mentioned that this is an indication when something is given several names it is an indication of its importance this month of rajab is a month that we have to take very very seriously this is the starting of our preparation for ramadan this is the time to wipe the clay slate clean this is the time of this is the time of reflection this is the time for us to take stock we are facing a pandemic around us we see the difficulty we see the hardship i've mentioned this many many times allah brings ibtilaat allah brings difficulties allah taala brings trials tests tribulations this is not an indication that allah has abandoned us no it's not an indication that allah subhanahu wa taala wants to punish us no these ibtilaat these tests these halat and conditions that we are facing is a wake up call for us it is in fact allah's mercy allah's rahmat that come closer to allah take stock of your lives look around you those that were with you last year are no longer with you how much longer are you going to set your goals in dunya when are you going to prepare for that day when you have to meet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unfortunately my respected brothers many of us have entered into this mindset particularly when it comes to the season of deen the season of spirituality the season when we have to start taking stock and going closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala many of us have become ritualistic in our approach to these things we are going through the motions the haqaiq 
the reality, the asbaq, the lessons that we are supposed to revisit, the lessons that we are supposed to learn, unfortunately, majority of us are totally oblivious to this. Classical example, you ask anybody about the month of Rajab, what is the significance of Rajab? Even if a person is a Benamazi, even if he's hardly coming to the masjid, what will his answer be? Rajab is synonymous with Mi'rajun Nabi. With that great miracle, with that great miracle which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Rasul Ipaq sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with. The verse of the Quran, Subhanalladhi asra bi abdihi laylam min al masjid al haram ila al masjid al aqsa alladhi barakna hawla linuriyahu min ayatina innahu huwa al sami'u al basir. Allah says, Subhan, glory be to Allah, asra bi abdihi who took on a journey who took at night his slave Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam min al-masjid al-haram ila al-masjid al-aqsa from masjid al-haram to masjid al-aqsa in the space of a very short period of time and then from masjid al-aqsa began the journey isra, mi'raj through the seven heavens first heaven Adam alayhi salam second heaven Yahya, Zakaria, Isa alayhi salam Third heaven, mulaqat and meeting with Yusuf alayhi salam. Fourth heaven, Idris alayhi salam. Fifth heaven, Harun alayhi salam. Sixth heaven, Musa alayhi salam. Seventh heaven, Ibrahim alayhi salam. Then the journey continues right up till the point of Sidratul Muntaha. I'm not going to go into the details now. Sidratul Muntaha, we find in Riwayat the description of its Beauty which is mind-boggling. But this is intiha, the last point. Beyond this point, no creation of Allah has ventured. Mafum of the riwayat, Jibreel says to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that if I go one hand span, one hair's breadth beyond this point, Jibreel also will be burned to ashes. Permission is given for one creation of Allah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to venture beyond this point. We can go into the details. Inshallah over the next few weeks in many of our masajids, we will hear detailed description of Isra and Mi'raj. What did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam see? Allah showed him the halat of Jannat. Allah showed him the halat of Jahannam. Communication takes place between him and Allah. He comes back with the gift of Mi'raj. Unfortunately as an ummah today, we have become oblivious of the asbaq, the haqaiq, the lessons behind this. One very important lesson, unfortunately, Jumu'ah time is very limited. There's not much chance to go into detail. But Allah giving life and opportunity, various aspects, asbaq, lessons, haqaiq that are attached to this. On the one hand, just to clear the air for the scholars amongst us. It is not an established fact that definitely Mi'raj took place in Rajab. This is the popular opinion, 27th of Rajab. Amongst the historians, there are other opinions as to when Mi'raj took place. In fact, which year of Hijrah also it took place, that is not completely established. Muarrikhin are not synonymous as to exactly when Mi'raj took place. But there is one popular opinion. That this great miracle, behind it, what did Allah make absolutely clear? 
When Rasulullah sallallahu goes from Masjid al-Haram, ulama say, what was the need to go to Masjid al-Aqsa? Allah could have taken him from Masjid al-Haram through the seven heavens. Why did Allah first take him from Masjid al-Haram to Masjid al-Aqsa? Behind this, ulama ikram mentioned one great hikmat, that the entire humanity was being informed that from this point onwards, the Qibla of Baytul Muqaddas also will be Makkah. Baytul Muqaddas is also Tabi' of Makkah Mukarramah. From here onwards, the Qibla of the entire humanity will be Kaabatullah, will be Masjid Haram in Makkah. To establish this, he was first taken from Masjid Haram to Masjid Aqsa. It is said that night, the Padri, the chief priest of Masjid Aqsa, as they are closing the Masjid at night, they find that the doors are not closing. So they send for a carpenter. He says that one plank above the frame has shifted out of position. This is why the door will not close. The carpenter says to the padri and chief priest that listen, I'll fix it up in the morning. I'll move it back into place, then this door will close. That padri says no. It has nothing to do with any plank moving. Tomorrow you will find this door will close normally. The reason it has not closed tonight is because this is the night that the greatest Nabi of Allah, Akhirun Nabiyyin, Khatamun Nabiyyin, Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is coming to visit Masjid Al-Aqsa. In his honor, Allah is not allowing this door to close. It is said that same Padri, later on, when he received the epistle of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he accepted Iman and he was made Shaheed by his own people. Masjid Haram to Masjid Aqsa. And what happened at Masjid Aqsa? Anbiya alayhim salatu wassalam were gathered. Anbiya were gathered. Who is to be the Imam of that two rakat salah which is performed? Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Making it resplendently clear. That saying of Rasulullah Pak sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ana nabiyul anbiya. Ana Nabiyul Anbiya. Ana Nabiyul Anbiya. He said, I am the Nabi of even the Anbiya salam. This is why he was Imam of Salah of all the Anbiya salam. Behind this a message. Behind this a message to you and I, his Ummat. When it comes to your nikahs. When it comes to your gatherings. When it comes to your dressing. When it comes to your homes. When it comes to your businesses. When it comes to your way of life. There is no way of life that is superior to that of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. His shariat is the most superior. His way of life is the most superior. Do not imitate the Yahud. Do not imitate the Nasara. Do not imitate any other way of life. Lokana Musa wa Isa hayyan. Lama wasi'atumuhu illa tibai. He said if Musa alayhi salam and Isa alayhi salam themselves were alive today, for them to gain akhirat and jannah, they also will have to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ana nabiyul anbiya, asbaq, lessons. Ulama say many muarrikeen of the opinion, this mi'raj which elevated, he was already elevated, but it was made resplendently clear. Through this, made resplendently clear to humanity, the maqam, the status of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They say, many muarikhina of the opinion, it was a form of consolation. Before this, 
He went through a chakki, a mill of difficulty, of hardship. Like I said, time is very limited. But if we look at the seerah of Rasulullah in Makkah Mukarrama, every day was torture, every day was hardship, every day was difficulty, every day was persecution. Himself, he says, Uzi to fillah, malam yuzahad. أُخِفْتُ فِي اللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يَخَفْ أَحَدٍ وَلَقَدْ أَتَتْ عَلَيَّ ثَلَاثُونَ مِنْ بَيْنِ يَوْمٍ وَلَيْلَةِ مَا لِي وَلِبِلَالٍ مَا يَأْكُلُهُ ذُو كَبِدٍ إِلَّا مَا يُوَارِ بِهِ إِبْتُ بِلَالٍ أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم He said, I suffered in the way of Allah more than anyone in humanity suffered. I was made to fear more than anyone in humanity. Thorns would be put in his path. Before he went for Fajr Salah, there was no light. By the time he read Masjid Haram, his Mubarak feet were bleeding. When he is in Salah, intestines of camels would be placed on his back. At times they would try to strangle him. Such persecution, such difficulty, he says, they passed upon me. And Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu, 30 consecutive days, one month, and there wasn't sufficient for both of us to eat, besides what Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu could conceal underneath his armpits. In Shiabi Abi Talib, in the valley of Abu Talib, three years, three years, the family of Rasulullah, the Bani Hashim, are boycotted. Food is cut off, water is cut off, supplies are cut off, they are ostracized, removed from Makkah Mukarramah. The family of Rasulullah is reduced to such a level that they have to eat the leaves from the trees. This finished in the 10th year of Hijrah, but throughout this entire period, there were two support structures that Allah had given Rasulullah two great pillars of support. One inside the home, one outside the home. Inside the home was Sayyidina Khadijatul Kubra, radiallahu ta'ala anha, Ummul Mu'mineen, mother of the believers, the first wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The, the riwayat of Bukhari Sharif is clear. Once Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Khadija is, Jibreel comes to him, Ya Rasulullah, Khadija is on her way to you. She has prepared some food for you. Allah has sent me Jibreel. Allah has sent me Jibreel to convey his salams to Khadija. Whose salams? The salams of Allah. For, for Khadija Tul-Kubra, radiallahu ta'ala anha, she has suffered greatly. Greatly in what? Greatly in the effort of Dawat and Tabligh. Greatly in the mission of Tabligh of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Every mother, every wife, every woman of this ummah till qiyamah is given the clear message. What is the role of the wife? What is her role? To cook food? To see to the comfort of her husband? To look after the domestic servants? To see to the needs of the house? That is in its place. Those are necessities of life. But she has a much greater role. She has a much greater role. She is the partner with her husband. Partner with her husband in what? In the worry of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, In the mission of Dawat and Tabligh. In this concern. In the day and night of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, What concern? How one one person can be saved from Jahannam and go to Jannah. Behind that worry, Khadija. Khadija placed everything, radiallahu anha, on the mantle of sacrifice. And in this world, salams from Allah comes for Khadija. In this world, before she passes away, what does Jibreel say? She has suffered greatly because 
because of your deen, Ya Rasulullah. Tell her, tell her I brought this message from Allah, that the home of Khadija in Jannat is already ready. Her home is already ready. لا تسقب فيه ولا تعب There she will know no tiredness, no pain, no difficulty, no hardship. That is a separate topic in itself. One pillar of support inside the house, Khadija Tul-Kubra. Second pillar of support outside the house, Abu Talib. Time is very limited. But there is a great sabak and lesson we have to learn. How valuable is this Iman? How valuable is this Iman? We were born in Muslim homes. We were given the proverbial Miftahul Jannah, the key to Jannah in the lap of our mothers before we even understood anything. That mother was saying, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. The first words this baby or infant is encouraged to say, Allah, Allah, Allah. Seven billion human beings on the surface of this earth, only 15 to 20 percent have this blessing. More than 80% don't have this blessing. More than 80% haven't been given this kalima in the lap of their mothers. More than 80% of humanity, if they die upon this condition, what is their outcome going to be? Understand the value of Iman. Understand the value of this deen. One pandemic, one virus came. How many of us compromised our deen? How many of us compromised the rituals of deen? The shi'ar and the symbol of Islam, salah, what happened with one pandemic? What happened with one virus, one test? How many of us abandoned the masjid? We can make many excuses. What was our attachment to the masjid? What was our attachment to salah? Right till now, right till now there are many that are not coming to the masjid for Jumu'ah. Where is the value of Iman? Where is the value of Deen? Where is the value of one one symbol of Islam? How many signs Allah showed Abu Talib? I've mentioned this incident many times. Time is limited but I'm mentioning it again. In Khasai Kubra, Alama Suyuti Rahimullah mentions this incident. Rasulullah Sallallahu is six or seven years of age. Abu Talib takes him on a trade mission to Syria. On the way they pass by an area where there is a monk, an ascetic, Buhaira. He was known as Buhaira Rahib. This man devoted his life to the worship of Allah. He had built a soma, a worship place in a tree. Decades had passed and no one had seen him. The Qafla of Abu Talib reaches this area. Buhira emerges, sends a message inviting this Qafla, this caravan of Abu Talib. Everyone in the area is shocked. This man who has not been seen for decades. What is so special about you people? That he has emerged in public and that he is inviting you also. People are astonished. What is going on? The caravan of Quraysh, they are honored. This is a great man, a person who is revered for his piety, his worship, his connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They leave the little six or seven year old Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to look after the camels and they prepare. They come, they surround the tree of Bukhaira. When he emerges, he looks around. What is he looking for? He's looking for the little boy. Where is the little boy? Straight away he sees he's not present. Where is the youngster? Answer is given, we left him behind to look after the camels. They say, you fool. He says to them, you fools. It is because of that youngster that I've invited you. Send for him. In a desert climate, shade is a premium. 
It's almost middle of the day, there's hardly any shade. So whatever little shade there was, they have all, it, that space is already taken. When the little boy comes, there is no place in the shade. There is only place in the stark glare of the sunlight of the desert. What happens? The clouds move. The clouds move to create shade for the body of the six or seven year old child. Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bukhaira says to every one of them, did you just see what happened? Did you just not observe what happened? Every tree, every stone this youngster passed greeted him and made sajda to him. This would happen to the previous Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. Ali radiallahu ta'ala who says, I walked once with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Mastalamahu khajar wala shajar wala madar illa qala as-salatu wassalamu alayka ya Rasulullah. Qazi Ayaz rahimullah has mentioned this rewaid in his shifa. That Ali radiallahu anhu says, I walked with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We didn't pass by a stone. We didn't pass by a stump of a tree. We didn't pass by a sand heap. Except that it addressed him and said, As-salatu wassalamu alayka ya Rasulullah. Peace and salutations be upon you. O the Nabi of Allah. Today his ummat does not send durood upon him. Today his ummat does not send salawat upon him. Today the day of Jumu'ah comes and it's a burden to send thousand salawat upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam Abu Zura, I'm digressing. Imam Abu Zura rahmatullah alayhi, a great scholar, a great muhaddith. He, he once he mentions, he says, Allah has blessed me with that memory of hadith. That like how you recite, Kul wallahu ahad. I can write down from memory, I can recite from memory 100,000 ahadith of Rasulullah wasallam. Then he goes on to say that I wrote down with my own hands 100,000 hadith. Before each hadith, I send salawat on Rasulullah wasallam. When he passes away, someone sees him in a dream. What is he doing? He's making imamat of the malaika in the first heaven. Imamat of the malaika in the first heaven. They are shocked. Allah elevated you like this. How is it? He said, Rasulullah said, Man salla alayya wahidatan, sallallahu alayhi biha ashra. The one who sends one durood upon me, one salawat, Allah will send ten rahmats and mercy upon him. One salawat, Allah will send ten rahmats and mercy upon him. What does he say? I wrote down hundred thousand hadith. Before each hadith, I send salawat on Rasulullah sallallahu So minimum, one million mercies. The one who received one million mercies from Allah. What is the surprise that Allah gives him imamat of the malaika in the first heavens? They have passed away, we are still alive. Ali says the trees would make salawat. The, the trees would make salawat. The insects would make salawat. We are living. Allah has given us life. Allah has given us perception of the qurbani of Rasulullah wasallam. Why is it so difficult for us to send salawat on Rasulullah wasallam? Nevertheless, coming back to this incident, Bukhaira goes on and he asks them, Tell me, who is this youngster? Look at the love of Abu Talib. Look at the devotion of Abu Talib. Sabak, lesson, value for Iman. Value of this Iman. What does Abu Talib say? Abu Talib says, this youngster is my son. Bukhira is seeing Rasulullah for the first time. What is his response? He says, you are a liar. This youngster cannot be your son. You are a liar. This youngster cannot be your son. Why? Because the scriptures that were revealed to us... Describe him and they say to us, they have informed us 
that his father passed away before his birth. Abu Talib says, yes, you are speaking the truth. He is not my son, but... And this is the important sabak. This is the important lesson. This is the important lesson. Khan kol kar sun lena. He is not my son, but I love him more than my own son. I love him more than my own son. What devotion! What devotion in Shabi Abi Talib? What was the condition? Abu Talib had not. Abu Talib was kafir, a disbeliever. Yet he is stripped of his position of leadership in Makkah. His food is cut off. His supplies are cut off. His shelter is cut off. He's confined to a to a valley for three years. And what is the requirement? Hand Muhammad over to us, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That's all. Hand Muhammad sallallahu over to us. And we will restore your position. We'll give you wealth. You can come back to Makkah. What is the response? Qasida Lamiya, 90 couplets, no time to go into the details. Kazabtum, wa baytillahi nubza Muhammada, walamma nuta'inu dunahu wa nunabili, wa nuslimuhu hatta nusarra hawlahu, wa nriwayad wa nusallimuhu hatta nusarra hawlahu, wa nudhalan abnaina wal halaili, wa abiyada yustasqal ghamamu biwajihi, thumalul yatama ismatan lil aramili, the crux. 90 couplets, what does Abu Talib say? You want Muhammad? You prepare to restore us to our position, give us wealth, give us food, make us the leaders of Makkah. All we have to do is hand over Muhammad sallallahu what we are saying to you. Before we will allow you anywhere near him, you will have to slaughter every one of us. You will have to erect a mountain of corpses and you will have to climb that mountain of corpses before we will allow you to touch one hair on the body of Muhammad sallallahu This type of devotion from a kafir, one who, is, who Allah did not give Iman. One who died on kufr. Today we are people of Iman. We have been given the key to Jannah through the qurbani of Rasulullah wasallam, Through his hardship, through his difficulty, through his hunger, through his pain. His family members were slaughtered because of this ummah, because of you and I. What value do we have for sunnah? How many youngsters come for Juma Salah, the hay is not, not even covered. How many youngsters come for Juma Salah wearing t-shirts and jeans? How many are standing outside playing with their phones while Juma Salah is going on? Where is the value for Sunnah? Where is the value for Sunnah in our nikahs, in our homes? Where is the acknowledgement of the qurbani and sacrifice of Rasulullah Rajab has come. It is the onset of Ramadan. Let us not be a ritualistic ummah. Let us not be going through customs and rituals. Our deen is a deen of qurbani. Our deen is a deen of sacrifice. Our deen is a deen of haqaiq and realities. The period has started for us to reflect. The period has started for us to take stock. The period has started for us to measure our lives. They gave qurbani. How much of qurbani have we given? Unfortunately, we've run out of time. If Allah give life and opportunity, we'll continue. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah.